Grand rising and priming powerful beings. Shout out to you. Today I'm gonna to be talking about the power of planning, visualization, and setting new goals on a full new moon day. On a new moon day, it's a good reset point. By that I mean it's a perfect time for you to actually sit and think about where you wanna to grow to, what you want for the next cycle of your life. Life is all cycles. And if you don't actively set an intention for what you do want, what you don't want will take over. So if you are constantly renewing your mind and your goals and your vision and the way that you see your life turning out, you can actively create it. Most people don't actively create a life. They actually just suffer the life that they want. So as we are in a new moon, as we're going through a new cycle, what parts of your life do you want to change? What parts of your routine do you want to change? How do you want your rising routine to look like? How do you want your day-to-day -to, -day to go look like? What is it that you want to create with your life? Today, I'm going to be talking about creating that before creating that. You got to have the thing you want before you even have it. And that's how you get it. Keep tapping into this episode of Ed Talk Daily. Let's go. This is a podcast. Ed Talks Daily is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a holistic mindset that will lead to healthy body, healthy relationships, and in-tune spirit? Join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that will motivate you, inspire you, all while edu educating you on ways to personally develop, Ed Talks Daily is for you. When you listen to this, please make sure you leave a review, especially if you're a loyal listener and you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you even watching on YouTube, please make sure you comment, like, subscribe, leave a review, and let me know what you think. Now let's get it. One of the major things that we don't necessarily use, that we should use more of, is the power of the imagination called your imagination. One of the things that we actively don't use properly is visualizing what we want. We actually worry ourselves into sickness rather than create our lives with our eye inside. Our eye inside is an eye in our mind that allows us to see things that are not as if they were. And that's faith. Enough seeing it as if it were long enough that you're able to do what it is necessary for you to make it happen. Now visualization is not just seeing it how you want it to look like, but it's feeling how that seeing looks like. And then you actually create the life that you want if you can see it long enough, if you can feel it long enough. So if you can see it and you can feel it, you can actually have it. That's what visualization is about. It's not just thinking about seeing it, but then your feelings are not in alignment with what you see. It's not just feeling it, but you don't see anything, but it's literally seeing it. Jim Rohn said it like this, and he said it in a great way that I really enjoy. He said, don't start the week until you have it finished. And he said, don't start the month until you have it finished. He said, don't start the day until you have it finished. He said, it would actually be foolish to start building a house unless you had it finished. And what he meant by that is, 
if you don't see the end result of what you're creating and you just say, I'm just laying bricks, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what, what my vision is, then somebody's going to look at you and say, that's a crazy person. So there's beauty in knowing what you want to build before you actually build it because it, it, tell, it allows you to create a plan for you to build it. So when you start something, when, when you finish something before you start it, what it means by that is you see it before you got to working on it. The issue is some people want to scope a body that they don't even see. That's why they never really reach there. They, it's hard to come up with plans to reach somewhere you don't know where you want to be. It's like if you know you want to chisel that ass, <laughs> then you're going to do the exercises to chisel that ass. But what I'm saying, if you don't know you want to do that, you're not going to do what's necessary. And that's just one example. If you don't know that you want to build a house, it's hard for you to, if you don't see the house, it's hard for you to build it. Likewise, if you don't see the life that you want, it's going to be very difficult for you to build it. Because if you don't know how it looks like, you don't know what to do to make it look like it. So that means we need to do just as much time having a vision and making it clear as much as we spend time working on the vision and making it a reality, right? So a man, a woman cannot hit a target you did not, ha you do not have. And if you get on the boat and you, you don't know where you're growing to, then you just be drifting on the ocean shore of life. So it's very important to have it finished before you start it. So have the project done in your mind before you start it. Have the business completed in your mind before you start it. And this is not being crazy. This is being a visionary because the word says a man or woman without a vision will surely perish. And I'm not just talking about big visions. It's hard for you to go and have big visions if you don't have the household and set in, in order, which means don't start cleaning your room until you have it cleaned in your mind. See how it would be like if everything was organized and feel how it would feel like if you had the freedom to move around without you hitting that thing that you needed to put away for the last three weeks. Which means whatever project you're doing, you're most likely able to get it done when you have a clear vision of what it is that you want to do. Likewise with your family. If there is something in your family that you want to change, you have to know how that looks like. If you don't know how it looks like, then you don't know what to do to turn it into fruition. Before you create a product, you got to have the blueprint in your mind and that's how you're going to be able to put it, the product together. So the blueprint in your mind happens through a process called visualization. There's a book called Psycho-Cybernetics and it talks about the power of visualizing. Basically, the book says that you can actually get the result of a thing before doing the thing and you can actually mentally practice on things and the same effects as mental practice is as actual practice. And they did a study that certain bat batters would actually practice in their mind and they would improve their sporting average just by visualizing themselves doing something before they did it. So that means visualization tricks your brain into thinking you're doing the thing before you do it. So that means you can visualize yourself succeeding at a test and that will help you succeed at the test. 
you can visualize yourself l releasing the basketball and the whole idea of that and the ball rolling and, and the lines and it going through the net and your brain will actually then see it happening. Just like you can visualize the basketball going in through the net or you can visualize you improving your batting average or you can visualize you doing the long jump in a certain way, you can actually visualize your lifestyle. One of the major things that you can do to manifest is actually visualize how you want your life to look like. One of the major ways that you can visualize things is to write them down in a descriptive format where you see it before you have it. Which means your life can be written down in a way that you see yourself. Somebody doesn't ask you, where do you want to be in five years? They usually ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? The reason why a lot of us keep repeating the same futures is because we don't actually actively sit down and think about where we want to see ourselves. I usually love to ask people that question because I understand the power of visualization. Now, if I say, where do, I, where do you see yourself in the five years or 10 years and you can't come up with an answer, it means you're not very specific about what you want to create with your life. And as we get into a new cycle, I want to empower you to be specific as where you want to see yourself in the next five years. So don't start the year until you have it finished. How do you finish the year before you started? You have a vision of what you want your year to look like. What makes a vision achievable? Specified measurable metrics that we call goals that you can track. Now visualization, though it's powerful in its creation power, it's hard to measure of image unless you have rubrics and points that you would hit to turn the house into house. I can see the mansion, but seeing the mansion without knowing what materials I need, without knowing how much concrete I need, without knowing what I need, like what, how am I going to build it? What's the people that's going to work on it? It's not enough to get it done. This is why goals is the perfect pairing with visualization. Now, the glue that holds the plans together and allows you to show up and put in the work is belief that you can make it happen. So faith is the bounding agent between the image that you have and the goals that you set and the energy and effort it takes for you to create the image. Because somebody might think you're crazy. They're like, what you building? You're like, but I see it in my mind. They're like, yeah, you see it in your mind. Yeah, but I don't see it in real life. You're like, you don't need to see it because I believe that I can make it happen. Right? So you see your vision in your mind. You see your vision in your eye inside. But it's very difficult for you to turn your vision to fruition without faith that it can happen. So we must visualize with a certain amount of belief that it can happen. And that belief gives us enough courage and effort to set goals. Then we must work on those goals. And that's how we turn our dreams into reality. Now, if at the beginning of every cycle you had a visualization for your life and how you want your routine to look like, and you accompany that with certain goals and metrics, your chances of succeeding would be very powerful. But here's what most people are missing behind their goals and vision. They don't have enough emotion behind it to make it happen before it happens. 
not only must you see it happening, you must believe that it can happen, but you must feel as if it already happened. This is the secret to actually turning your dreams into reality. You must feel how you would feel like if that thing was done before it's done. Which means, before I speak in front of like that 5,000 or 10,000 people that I want to speak of, I don't know why this, that's a big goal of mine, but it's one of the big goals, I must feel what it will feel like to have all those people energy around me while I'm giving a speech to them and how their lives are changing and what's happening after and how that's empowering. Now, here's the beauty of seeing and feeling. Before you have the house finished, you must know how to feel how it feels like to get a room completed. What I mean by that is, before you speak to 5,000, you felt how it felt like to speak to five, and on the emotion of five, you can actually feel how it feels like to reach 5,000. That means that before you have the grand vision, you have to celebrate your little wins, and then you have to save the emotion from currently experiencing this level of success and feel of how it feel like to have a greater level of success. What do I mean by that? I have been very happy in selling my herbs. By the way, go to my shop, check out some herbs. But I would like to feel how it feel like to wake up and have a warehouse of herbs being sold. So basically, I just have to feel the testimonials from the people whose life being changed. I have to feel what the orders coming in and, and the big garden going out and all the people, people harvesting the herbs and sending the herbs. Now, I have to, at a little extent, feel what it feels like to add value to people with my herbal mixes, how I help them with bloating, how I help them with detoxing, how I help them. I have to feel how it feels like before. Before the vision is at its grander, it has been at its small efficacy and it worked. You have to be able to then say how it would feel like if I received those blessings tenfold. Some of you, your vision might just be like, I would like to be blissed out. How do you feel bliss if you not experience bliss to the point that you would like to experience it? You've experienced peace. So therefore, if you multiply your peace into bliss, you can feel bliss before you feel bliss. Some of you, you want to feel like how it wake up today and not feel the pain you've been feeling. You have to then feel the ease before and transmute that into that that ease and and without any pain so basically every emotion that you wish to experience before you've experienced it you've experienced it you just have to learn how to multiply your previous experience to something you've never experienced and imagination does is it allows you to experience things you have not yet experienced by imagining how it would feel like before you got it so feeling is just as important as seeing and having the mindset as if it is, speak things that are not as if it were. Let the weak say I am strong is a spiritual principle that says if you want strength in the next cycle, you got to feel how it feel like to have strength even if you feel like you've been weak. So speaking it into existence 
then becomes the power of your words to give life. Some of you, you've been thinking and that's been your speaking, but it's been limiting. So it's been limiting thinking, stinking, thinking, speaking in your mind. Limiting thinking, stinking, thinking, speaking in your mind that we call thoughts that have been blocking your ability to manifest. So if you now shift from stinking, thinking, limiting thinking, to empowering thoughts, creative power, to seeing it as if it were, you can now change your reality. What you feed to your mind of your possibility becomes your reality. So now we can start to put words of power in your mind to say, I am creating life the way I want it and the way that I want it to happen. You can say that when I wake up, I am completely at ease and at peace. Even when you don't see it, you have to say it in a way that you believe it as if it were, and that's how you create it. Let the weak say, I am strong, says, you are strong, but you can't have weak thoughts if you want to be strong. Let the sick say, I am healed, means healing happens and saying it. But faith is the bounding agent that causes the mountain to move. The word says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you will tell the mountain to move and it will move. The reason why things are not moving for you is probably because your faith muscle is not strong enough and the mountain is not moving in front of you because you don't believe that it can move. You're saying the affirmation, but you don't believe the affirmation. You're using the words, but the words are not full of power because they're empty from the believing of those words. Now, let the poor say, I am rich. By being rich in spirit, you are most likely to add your spirit to your work, which will bring you the wealth. So, the most beautiful thing you can have in your life is wealth of the spirit. Wealth of the spirit is a combination of belief and faith, a combination of seeing it as if it were, a combination of knowing I have all that it takes, a combination of finishing it before I started it, and that makes me so wealthy that I have everything before I have it, and that creates certainty in the midst of uncertainty which creates your show of power. I believe in what I have to say because I see it in my life, but I've seen it in so many different ways that I can speak to you like the five and 10,000 because I have faith in myself, because I have faith in the knowledge and I've seen it applied, have become wisdom enough to say that I believe in my words that I'm going to share with you knowing that's going to add value to your life. Therefore, I show up with a power that I can't show up with with the lack of faith. I can't be certain about what I have to say and you'd be feeling that if I wasn't certain about what I had to say because it wouldn't hit like it hits now because there would be a missing component. Therefore, how can I be a powerful speaker if I can't influence you to then make a shift in your life with my words because I don't believe it. So 
One of the reasons why some of us are not being able to use the fullness of our gifts is we want it to manifest at the grandeur so we don't have enough courage and effort and strength behind our words because we believe that what we have to say is not valuable enough because we don't have the full benefit of our true innate wealth. What I mean by that is I was at a point in my life where I thought that my words was not as powerful and as beneficial because I wasn't rich in financial abundance. Then I discovered that my gifts added value to people where money couldn't quantify and that there is a time period before you get the plant, you get to reap from the plant that you sow. So when the weak says I am strong, they might still go through weak times. When the poor say I am rich, they might still have broke moments, but they're not broken. They're just in the process of waiting for the fullness of that fruit to bear complete abundance. The race is not giving to the swift, nor to the person who gets there first. They just say it like that. But it's given to the one who endures to the end. So some people, the reason why God sometimes delay the benefit of your wisdom it's not because you're not applying what you know, but because there is a time period of investment, of nurturing of your seed so that your tree can actually stay rooted long enough so that it can keep bearing fruit for many, many seasons to come. Now, does that not mean, does that mean that in this season now, you can't reap the benefit of your visualization? Absolutely does not mean that. It just means that you won't reap the fullness of your visualization, goal setting, all right now. But you will make money from your gifts. You just might not make 100000 a month. So while you're making 2000 a month from the same gift, you have to look at it as if you're making 100000 a month. While you're impacting five, you got to look at it as you're impacting 5,000. Giving the same energy you would give when you get all of the rewards is what allows God to vet you to say you deserve it. Now, some people say we'll take God out of the picture and we'll call it manifest. We will never say that God blessed me. We'll just say I put in the work and I manifest it. Well, that's your choice. You can omit the creator of everything and call it manifestation, and that's up to you. I will not judge you on your choices. But my definition of manifested is, God planted a seed inside of me and the giftings to be able to carry it out. I prayed and believed and I labored long enough. Therefore, with the co-creation of the creator, I created something through the the gifts that God put inside of me and the seed he planted in me, therefore I manifested. So I didn't manifest as much as we manifested, so I co-created with the creator. Now, we all manifest with God because even if you don't give God the glory, he made you to begin with and he made you in his image and he gave you a will and no matter what you create in this world, you did not create the raw material for what you created. So you can take as much credit as you'd like, but 
at the end of the day, God did it, right? So you can say, well, here's the, here's the sovereign God, but I am the sovereign being. Absolutely not sovereign. That's why my ultimate power now is not in my power to so-called create. I've learned it comes from obedience, right? Because if I am in the kingdom of God and God is the sovereign king, I must be an obedient servant. And some people think if I serve the almighty God, it does not make you actually weak. It actually, that's how the weak is made strong because they serve the king of the whole universe. Now, I just want you to think about the privilege of that, of being able to have God, the God, the G-O-D, yeah, like, like the, the almighty, the beginning and the end, the, the first and the last, uh, the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, the, the, come on now. Come out of here. Put an amen for that one. I mean, you got the almighty God on your side. You don't want to give him credit. You want to take all the credit. I mean, that I don't understand that. So when we visualize things and we a question I asked myself yesterday as I am going through this new moon. And do I ever look at the new moon and say, well, moon manifests my life? Absolutely not. I allow God's creation cycles to allow me to have time to sit and reflect. I never worship the moon, nor do I let the stars tell me what my life is about to be. I, I've been, I asked God yesterday, I'm like, man, God, what is it that you want me to do next? If you can, okay, here's part of the visualization. What is it that you want me to do next? And let me obey what that is. So literally, that's why I asked God. And he, and I, I think he gave me an answer, right? and I need to stop doubting God. That's one of the things that I do because I be hearing it, but I'd just be like, okay, am I making that up? But, you know, we all have something we got to work through. Sometimes we doubt the voice of God because we want it to be whatever. But he was like, yo, just keep doing what you're doing. He was like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, but is there something new then, God? No, okay. Keep doing what you're doing and do the old things I done told you to do that you didn't do. And you already know what it is. I was like, okay, so you just want me to show up and do what I've been doing. She's like, absolutely. And he's like, man, also do it in good, good heart. Don't expect too much from people like, oh, they need to do this, do that. I just want you to bless people like you've been doing, and I'm going to bless you. Just keep doing it like you've been doing. Stay really consistent at it, and everything else is going to work for you at the end. To those who serve the Lord and be obedient to him. My, my word of this whole year is obedience. Obedience says, I don't need to know what's going to happen. All I need to know is this is what God placed me here to do, and I'm going to do it. Now, this is how you are literally going to be the greatest manifester in the world, right? Because you're literally going to have the, 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 like the, the creator of the universe tell you what to do, right? That's the cheat code. Right. That's why you're going to blossom. That's why 10,000 will fall at your left side. 10,000 will fall at your right side and you will still be prosperous. That's why they will come and whatever you will, your house will not be touched. Why? Because you have been obedient to the Lord. Right. So you have to seek that. Right. Seek first the kingdom of God. So that's why I'm reading Miles Monroe book about the kingdom, such a powerful book. I really want you to study his work. He's a great person to study. You know, that's one of the things that we have to do. People want to seek the kingdom of God 
yet they don't want to study the kingdom of God. So they're, they think the kingdom, of, the, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is just going to happen when they die. When it clearly says the kingdom of God is inside of you right now. So therefore, on this earth, you must learn how to seek the kingdom and how to be a kingdom builder and how to be a good steward and manager of what God gave you in this kingdom. One of the things that he talks about is dual citizenship. Don't just be focused on how you're a citizen of this world, but how are you a citizen of God's world? And what has your king told you to do? So if you are a royal priesthood, uh, a chosen generation, and, and if you are a king, if, you're, if, if God gave you dominion, then it's going to be very important for you to dominate in this realm as well. One of the things that Miles Monroe said that changed my life, he said, when you pray to God, tell God, please, look, God, this is not going good for me right now. And it's, this is not good for your kingdom. So please change my situation because when I prosper, your kingdom will prosper because my life is a representation of your kingdom. You can't see God's kingdom on earth besides the kingdom holders. So I'm literally thinking about my life and I'm like, bro, God, I done told a lot of people about you now. I'm, I'm speaking your name. I was like, God, please don't let me struggle in the trenches anymore because this is no good for your name. If I keep talking about your name, they're going to want to see some sort of result. Because how can they actually believe in the God I believe in? How can I steer anybody towards your kingdom if my life is not in alignment with your plan and what you said you were all about? So literally my prayer to God now is, God, please create success in my life so that way they can believe more and more. Why? Because people run towards what sees to bring them what they've been searching for. Which means if, if I'm talking about Jesus and I'm not succeeding in my life, then when somebody hears somebody talk about that, they're going to be like, yo, okay, forget this Jesus stuff. How did you make the money? So I'm like, man, God, I want to empower healers not to just help people with the tools and their knowledge. I want them to also understand that you are the master healer. Your name means to heal and they need to include that. And that's what I do. And if I'm going to really help convict them that Jesus is going to be what's going to help them get everything that they want, then, Lord, you have to bless me with everything that you think I need. Not everything that I think I want, but everything that you feel as if I'm ready to handle. So then my responsibility is to refine my character, be more righteous, so that way I can be able to handle the blessings that God has in store for me. So then the message then comes back, are you being a good steward of what I've given you when you've seen it while it's small, serving the few? Are you a good steward of the people you now serve? So then now I'm like, okay, how can I be a better steward of the people I now serve? How can I now be a better leader in the people I now touch life? How do I help people more effectively in a way that's not even about what Ed wants, but literally what people need based on what their life is about and based on what God has to use me through. So every single day, my prayer now is, God, I know I am very weak, but please make me stronger. My prayer is, God, I know I have certain flaws, but please make me, it's like, God, please help me. Like I'm literally 
looking to wash my spirit and soul so that I can be more like Jesus, right? Because I realize that if I can achieve that, everything else is going to work seamlessly because I will be a good steward. And if I'm a good steward over few, then God will bless me with the many because sometimes in life, you have to realize that we were not made to be peasants when we are father in heaven is the king of the universe. And if you are part of the kingdom of God, we can't be walking around poor. We must also be wealthy, right? Because that wealth is going to tell people that, yo, this is where I need to be. I need to be in Jesus. Be like, man, how can you have it all? Like, yo, you can have all of it? Yes, you can, right? So that's something that's more powerful when your life speaks so much louder than your words that people don't even need to hear what the, you're saying. They just need to see what you're living and they just want to like, wait, who's the guy you serve? So somebody says, wait, wait, what is that? Why is that all the purpose? I done figured out after doing so many things underneath the sun and I'm so young, everything else is meaningless. Like making money is meaningless. Um, having sex is meaningless. Um, like going out is meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Like I'm not just quoting Solomon. I am honestly, but I really found out there's nothing better than doing what God put you here to do. There's nothing better. Everything else is kind of like mean because they're so temporary. They're just so empty. Like everything that you do to escape, there's more peace and stillness in the kingdom of God. It's just like, that's just what I found out. Right. And there's beauty in the world. But it's like, it's just, if it doesn't include God, it does not have too much of a purpose. That's what I kind of discovered. So now, this is going to allow me to add more meaning to anything else that I get. What do I mean by that? That means when I have a mansion, it'll be used for the purpose of God. That means when I have a boat, it'll be used for the purpose of God. When I have whatever that I get, and I will have it because I have it already, and this is what manifestation visualization is, I am wealth, therefore I am wealthy, therefore wealth will only accumulate in its matter of time. All I'm doing now is clearing and patching the holes of my stewardship so when all my wealth comes in the form of money, I can also keep it and I can use it for the right thing. So you're actually speaking to a multimillionaire, probably billionaire, who just don't have all the money yet. So nice to meet you, millionaire and billionaire. We're so wealthy here. We're talking to wealthy folks, right? We just probably don't have all the money yet. I tell my mom that all the time. She still thinks I'm probably crazy, but she will see, right? So now, what if I don't have, what if somebody says, what if you never get the millions? Well, let me tell you something that I've gotten before in millions. People don't say, Ed took this from me. When people talk about me, they say, I was going through this in my life and Ed added this much value to my life. I'm very appreciative for this. That's where my wealth is, right? It's not, oh my God, I made a lot of money and this person gave me this money and I got paid. Yo, I'm so wealthy because when somebody says the holistic motivator, they literally say something of how I added value to their lives. That's why I am so rich 
because I'm wealthy in ways that you can't quantify and put money on it that people with millions don't have and they're seeking that. Some people will trade their millions for what I've gotten at zero. And I've been doing that since I had nothing and still have everything. So what I'm telling you right now, once you seek the kingdom of God, you're going to be rich before you're rich. You're going to be wealthy before you're wealthy. You're going to be strong before you're strong. And that's why you're going to be able to say, I am strong. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Right. He said, look. Blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will inherit the kingdom. Listen, once you, it's harder for a reason why it's harder for a rich man to go to the kingdom of heaven than for a camel to go through a needle is because the person with all of the money think they have everything, so they never sought for the true wealth. That's why they're. they're Listen, once you find that the kingdom of God exists, you must be willing to trade all of your earthly jewels for the trueness of the kingdom. It's, it's like, and if you're not able to, then it means you've not discovered true wealth. Here's what I mean by that. There was a rich man who had everything. He was rich. And, and he said, God, I've been living righteously. And he was. He did things right. He followed the commandments. And then Jesus said, unless you're willing to sell everything and follow me, you, you, you won't inherit. That's when that came. Now, why would Jesus say that? Did Jesus mean not to be wealthy? Jesus himself was a wealthy man. Jesus was just saying, it's the willingness that you got to give up everything for everything. I want you to hear that. It's not you being broke. God don't want you to be broke, by the way. God wants you to be wealthy and rich. That's why, like, all the people in the Bible that, that God used, Abraham was a wealthy man. Like, Joseph, the king, not Joseph was wealthy. Uh, David, King David was wealthy. King Solomon was wealthy. Jesus was wealthy. Like, they were wealthy people. So don't think that that means be poor so you can get rich going to heaven. Richness is be so rich that you know what true wealth is, that you're willing to sacrifice your earthly wealth for heavenly wealth. That's how you have both. But what if it's what if you were not supposed to have one? Are you still willing to say, I'm going to sell everything that I have to follow Christ? If you're able to make that decision, then you're showing God that your earthly treasures you don't care about storing those up, right? Don't worry about storing up earthly treasures because you will only die and give them to your kids who might go and use them on some strippers. Hey, Father, I want all my inheritance now. I want to take it away. And you go and you go spend it all on strippers. And then you come back to the Father and say, Father, I lost it all. Father, like, come back home, right? So earthly wealth without heavenly wisdom will be wasted on sinful pleasures that will leave you broke, hungry, unfulfilled, and desiring the spirit. And like the not, like God says, I will leave the 99 to go get the one. I will welcome you home. And if you're one person that's been running away from the true wealth of the kingdom to go chase physical wealth, God is calling you right back to the kingdom. He said, not only will I give you the coat, I will give you food where you will never be hungry. I'll give you water 
where you will never thirst again. And I'll give you and put the love inside of you that you'll never go look for it in the world anymore because you will be so blessed and you will have everything that you need. So we can't have visualization. We can't have goal setting. We can't have building wealth without Jesus because the master wealth creator is the creator of every single natural resources that people utilize to create fiat money. I could keep going on and on, okay? And that's my message, and I'm sticking to it. It's the Holistic Motivator. And shout out to everybody who tapped into this episode. First of all, I'd like to give glory to God for giving me my, these words. I wish that these were simply my own words for I'm only like 28, but I know that God will work, use anybody for any purpose if you're willing. Some people asked for a big house, money, and clout. I asked God for wisdom, so, and I sought it. So I'm still so stupid um, because I don't apply all of the knowledge. So hopefully one day I'll be wise. But I'm so grateful that God still uses me in, uh, regardless of how stupid I am. So shout out to everybody. And I appreciate you for tapping into this. And this is Ed Talks Daily. It's a podcast. If you enjoyed this one episode, I got over 500 that I co-created with the creator. And it's on edtalksdaily.com. All you got to go is go to edtalksdaily.com. Or open your favorite podcast app, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's um, on Audible. You go to edtalksdaily.com and you could be able to listen to it on the go. Like, I have an episode on anything. Anything you're going through, I got something for you. I got a, I got a word. He said, you got a, I got a word. I got a word for everything. Like, where the word come from? I don't even be knowing. But I just know I've just been doing this for like the last six years. So you go to edtalksdaily.com. I have over four or 500 episodes, and you're going to tap in. You're going to go to edtalksdaily.com. And listen, this is, here's what I want y'all to do to bless me. Can I, can I say that? Here's what I want y'all to do to bless me and give thanks, right? It's not money. I want you to simply do this. I want you to go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it, comment on my videos, like some videos. I want you to go to my podcast um. And just leave a review for my podcast. So if you've been listening, I just want you to go to my podcast on Spotify. Click the stars. Leave a five-star review. Or go on Apple Podcasts. It's this little purple um, microphone thing with the lines. If you have Apple, Google Podcasts, or edtalksdaily.com forward slash reviews. And just leave a review. Like, literally, that's how you're going to give me things. Somebody says, Why? Because my episodes only reach a few hundred people, like, and this is good stuff. I feel like it should be reaching thousands, but God says to those who serve the few will serve the many, so I have to be patient, right? But I, I still want it, my spirit wants to expand, like, I'm like, bro, there's people who need this. Like, there's a little kid, there's a young man who's thinking about suicide, and I need to get the podcast to them. There's a single mother who's struggling right now. And I need to get the podcast to them. There's, there's like this young girl right now who's been losing like her self-worth because men has been kind of like not kind of like loving her the right way. But she haven't been loving herself the right way. And I'm trying to remind her that the love of God is all in her. Like, so literally my spirit has a work to do. 
and the people needs to help me do it so one of the ways you can help me is literally taking some time out your day going to edtalksdaily.com forward slash reviews leave a review this gonna boost the algorithm my name on youtube is the holistic motivator and what it's gonna do is it's gonna it's gonna actually share now my podcast to more and more people so when, once you do that you're gonna be a, a 